1 to 3 p.m. Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. Lifetime Live with Griselda Dudumashe. And thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. And uh, we invite you to join in this conversation. I see on Twitter uh, it's already started. Um, uh, Zaki Matebula talking about our next topic, saying uh, some of the women in the Eastern Cape must just take charge. How do we do this when, you know, women are regarded as um, a weaker sex and uh, they don't, uh, they're not supposed to be part of any traditional practices, especially when it comes to initiation? Uh, how do we bridge this? Um, because unfortunately, uh, we can't every year talk about the same thing. And right now we um, go straight to speaking about uh, what's happening in southern Malawi, where uh, Chief Teresa just decided that's it. I'm going to be well the, the the community is regarding her as a marriage terminator and i guess someone had to just stand up for these kids um she says that she was tired of watching uh, 12 year old girls walking around with babies on their hips and and this is um a, a, in an interview she did with al jazeera and joining us uh, right now to talk about child ending child marriages in africa is nanango mese who is a, a gender activist and uh, plays so many other roles important roles in um human rights activism good afternoon and welcome sis nana afternoon to thanks for having me it's it's just so tragic that as people, we continue to just talk about uh, this issue that is a growing concern and I guess uh, this is a, a, a celebratory moment where we can say uh, thank you to uh, the chief in Zeta uh, in, in Deja uh, district in central Malawi. Mm. You know Chief uh, Kachinda Moto, that's the name, uh, you know when you said it at the beginning, Kusada, it just touched us. You said she was sick and tired of sitting and watching. Yeah. You know yeah. what is most important in all of this? When we don't take action, we give away power to others to do whatever they want with us in under any circumstances in life. Mm. Now what we are talking about here is that this lady when she got tired of it, she didn't think about the consequences of her actions. She mm. knew down in her own heart there is something wrong with what is actually going on. Therefore it it actually depends on me to do something about it. And that's all that remains. I'm talking about it in the context of the very same women we actually have in our country. Remember when women got tired of the of the of the past of law? The past what law. did they do? Yeah. They stood up and did something about it. Because it's it. not something foreign, it's not something theoretical. It's something that we as African women can do something about. Mm. And until and when we decide to do something about it it will be talked about in the United Nations until everyone is letting green their faces. Therefore, it calls on us, again, to delve deep into our strengths that we already have. It's nothing that is outside our ability to mm-hmm. actually say, once we are tired of it, we will get rid of it. And I think for me, this is where it actually lies, the power of making that decision. We celebrate the, the chief in, 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 um, in Malawi, we celebrate all others who are doing similar things everywhere else. That's because it. what has not happened to Sada is that when people do things like this, we always think, no, they must have special, uh, 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 what you call it, powers, the special, nobody has anything special, we all have the same. It, it's just as simple as that. 
and and you ask yourself what the process was uh, she simply just ordered uh, 50 of her chiefs to just sign this petition and that's and right. say that's it it ends yeah. right here uh, with me at the helm it it it, it will never ever happen again children mm-hmm. must go to school and and she says mm-hmm. i told them whether you like it or not this has mm-hmm. to end so, yes. so but and you know what she did Krista, which is more exciting she went and broke the existing marriages she went she went in and said the very existing ones are no more because i decided they are no more right That's it. now the beauty of all of this uh, again Krista, is that it actually tells us that it only takes one or two people to make the decision and things go in a different direction and but, there's nothing within us that will not actually result in the same uh, a, a place if we put our actions together. And you are right when you talk about even the issues of initiation, mm. where mothers have been uh, told they have nothing to do with your child uh, 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 being in the initiation ceremony. You are the mother. Mm. You are the mother. There is absolutely nothing that stops you from saying, not with my child. That's it. You know what other people say, not with my child. So, I mean, why, why the reluctance, though, uh, in Africa? Because Malawi is, is one of those uh, countries where in the highest rate of child marriages, uh, we talk about an alarming rate of one in two girls are married mm-hmm. under the age of 18. My belief is that because we have actually, uh, what we call it, outsourced our power as women. If you remember how powerful African women were, and they continue to be, we start relying on other people making decisions for us in all scopes of our lives. Mm. Once you start giving little of your power away, thinking that somebody else is supposed to, to do something for you, slowly but surely you lose out. Second, when we talk about community development, you know we talk about women. It's women who keep the, 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 the community together, mm. who say, Masbanbani here, Masbanbani next door. My children, my family are yours, and your children are mine. Mm. If you remember, I even remember hearing um, uh, not too long ago uh, with uh, Asha talking about the same thing. We have actually been sold something outside our communities that we still have not grasped. That we don't even understand at the expense of us making sure that home is the safest place to make sure that our children, even in our absence, look out for each other as brothers and That's sisters. It. I think that's what the said. It's no longer there. Oh. We are all running around, and I know we are poor, but it's a God-given thing for us Africans, Ubuntu, that we can actually rebuild that's upon. It. Because law, this very same chief, she went and worked with the mother. But where go, ma? Do you know those are your children? Oh, man. I will, I will create this secret network here so that is going to watch out watch for each other's child. And and it's interesting that the minute yeah. there was something, there was someone who is uh, at the helm of leadership who said something. Other women stood up to and, and they supported uh, her cause. Yeah. Let's pay the bills. Let's pay yeah. the bills when we return. We take calls on 0891-104-207 and uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. What will it take to end child marriages in Africa? We'll be right back. I'm live on SAFM. 
Indeed, that's where we're at. And you find us 104 to 107 FM nationwide. And we welcome you as uh, we are having a very disturbing uh, discussion, but uh, uh, in, in a, a celebratory manner, um, because uh, in Malawi, we're talking about child marriages. And uh, in southern Malawi, Chief Teresa uh, Kachindamoto uh, just took a stand and uh, to end child marriages. And she's regarded um, by her village as... Uh, marriage terminator. She ended 850 uh, child marriages and uh, she um, uh, rules over 900,000 Malawian people and uh, she said uh, she's doing this to protect girls, empower them and make her um, entire community um, uh, healthier. And I mean, what will it take uh, for for leaders to be this decisive? Uh, And and is it really a difficult thing to do? Uh, There she went, 850 girls were taken back to schools um, because someone in a leadership position simply made the decision and joining us uh, is gender activist uh, Sisna Nangobese. Now let, let's talk about uh, it's all good and well uh, that we're celebrating Malawi right now. Um, mm-hmm. we, we go to uh, Swaziland. I know that there were reports that uh, this was uh, not true, that uh, the king is is um well the king's people are advocating that uh, the age child the age must be lowered um of the ceremony where the king chooses uh, the new bride to 14 so, so i i mean here we are we we celebrating an achievement and then you have a right in our backyard in Swaziland something like this is being uh, proposed i'm not quite sure about uh the truth in that, but if that is the case, let me put it like that, if that is the mm. case, it, it, it's truly disturbing. And I think what it actually calls for us is no different from what um, uh, uh, Chief Kachin uh, Damoto is actually doing. When the, when the Swazi people, and I want to put it like that, mm. when the Swazi people will be tired of it and they will see the need for it to actually change, they'll have to stand stand up for it mm. against each other. All I'm saying is that most of the change that lasts is the one that comes from within. Yeah. True, the United Nations will have its own protocols. They will do whatever it takes for them to make sure that these things actually uh, are managed from outside the countries. But until and when the, the, the Swazi people see value in actually doing that, because they have to challenge their own norms. Mm. They have to actually challenge their own belief systems to actually say, from here onwards, we are no longer standing for something like this in, in, in Swaziland. Then things are going to change. And somebody's actually going to say, of course, uh, it's easy for you to talk in South Africa. Uh, you guys have a constitution that does X, Y, Z. True that. Mm. But what is going to happen is that when the Swazi people retire, of actually having their name dressed in, 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 in mud like that, how they actually call it, they'll actually be the ones to change them to change within their own countries. And doing it any other way, I just don't see how it will happen. So from a human rights perspective, marrying of a child, how does that violate the child's rights? Which one? Sorry, I didn't get that. From, from, from a human rights perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, consenting on behalf of a child, because um, obviously it's mostly children who don't even know what's going on. That's right. Yeah, and and yeah. how is and this I, violating I, their rights? Yes, yeah, yeah. And that, again, is how the United Nations wants us to actually have conversations like this, because 
children obviously cannot make decisions. They actually trust us mm. to make decisions on their behalf. So as much as possible, the activists in the areas where all of these things are actually are happening, they have to actually stand up and protect you know, those children. It's not an easy thing in environments where uh, there's hostility, there's what you call that, um, uh, a chance to be to be um, uh, what's called to be arrested, mm-hmm. as we've seen in many cases. But nothing happens without a risk. It's just the way life is. And until we stop thinking about ourselves first and put others, you know, and their interests um, before ours, most of the things will remain unchallenged. And when the chief, like uh, Chief Kachinda uh, Moto, actually decides that I will not have a legacy that is that is actually painted uh, with, this, with eh? having, yes, with having not done anything, then these things are actually not going to continue. And I think what is important in, in, in all of the discussions that we have right now, challenge is to go to communities where these things are happening and say to the people that particularly women, and I know it's not easy, and we have dealt with some of the women, in, in, even in cases at NYRM, uh, where they practice the practice of Ubutwala and Yes, but right there we already have women champions who are actually going in and talking to one of the very same Amakotis, um, to actually make them see the other side of, 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 the, of law. Mm. Because they actually have to explain to them, this is against the law and they find ways of navigating. Women are very good at uh, what's for this, um, negotiating things within their own communities. Where we have seen it happen is where we have paralegals, there are women paralegals here in case that have been changed by one organization called CCJD. They are, uh, what are they called? The Center for Community Justice yeah. and Development. It's actually led by a, 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 a woman, an African woman, whose sole purpose is to make sure that these women are empowered in a way that says, even if we are challenging the norms, we are not doing it in a hostile fashion, we understand where all of us come from. Let's work together to change these things. And change is happening right, next, right before our eyes. One of the biggest challenges with changing um, people's ways of doing things um, is them feeling like you're tempering uh, with their culture, you're tempering mm-hmm. with their ways of uh, of life. How do we yeah. then empower communities to know um, when uh, there's violation of human rights uh, vis-a-vis uh, embracing a cultural practice? Mm-hmm. The, the, the example that I just gave you right now to Salda is, is exactly what I'm talking about. These ladies are trained in law. Mm. They are um, they are paralegal. So they understand how the law works. They understand their community. So you take a person like uh, some of the ladies were actually met um, not too long ago. You actually say to them, here is the problem. They, actually, they will actually tell you, this is how we deal with it from our community. Most of the time, people are ignorant of the law. Mm. They don't understand how the law impacts, you know, their lives. So these ladies come with the understanding of how the law works because they are members of the community. They are not threatening to anyone. They are not seen to be coming with things that come from outside, you know, the system. They are able to actually say, uh, this is how things have actually changed. Yeah. Sure, they were like this so many years ago, but from here onwards, we actually are supposed to, to actually uh, uh, trust the law because it's now working against us 
not to be part of the changes that are actually happening. So it is happening, Griselda. Uh, I think what we need to do is to make sure that we popularize these examples so that people see them not as threatening, but as part of the development that all of us actually have to, to live with moving forward uh, as we democratize our society. So how, how, where should it be located? I, you talk about right these police, women. Right there, right there. They are, one of them is actually called, uh, what do they call her now? Uh, she has a particular name. Where they actually say, if you want something done, she is the first one called by Ingo wow. now. Ingo is the first person to say, please call so-and-so because I don't want to fall, uh, 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 to flout the law. So once it becomes a resource for the community, right, mm. they start trusting you because you understand how things are done in the community. First, you're not looking down upon them. You actually negotiate the, the issues of the law in a way that you know is going to make it easy for, those, for them to consume it. So once you actually see that happening on the ground, you mm. start having respect of what these ladies are capable of and they are able to make it easy for anyone to, to use their resources and, and make them understand that we are not here to, to, to destroy what you actually have. Because there's lots of food in our communities. It's just that most of it is not actually aligned with the law so that people actually start becoming comfortable with the changes that must happen you know, for, for, for our, our, our communities to develop. So in, in your view, is there political will? Because, I mean, so many years later, it just takes one chief to just say, this is it. I'm going to save 850 babies. Exactly, exactly. There there is will, let me put it like that, there is will. But there's also lots of of ignorance, let's Mm. be honest. There's lots of ignorance in that uh, because nobody comes in and says things can be done differently. People continue doing them because nobody has told them it cannot be done. Once something actually says, you know what, and somebody comes from maybe, well, most of the time they, they will have been schooled, these ladies in the, in the way law works. They will actually start teaching their own communities on how to address, you know, some of the issues that they actually have in the communities. And slowly but surely, because it's not an easy task mm-hmm. to challenge your own community, they are beginning to see that you know, that's, that's how things are going to happen from here onwards. You are able to, to, to change the thinking yeah. And empower the very same ladies because there are many women who are left in the in the in circumstances where they don't even have a voice. You know what she told us, this lady, just a noble lady. What she told us is that you are not allowed to open your mouth as a woman because sure. you are going to try to Yes, who are you to, to, to talk on behalf of your men? You oh. you are a woman who can say anything. And then oh. she comes in there, she's able, yeah, not because she's actually done a lot of work, you know, in this space to negotiate and say, you know, she also has rights because she is a mother, she is all of that, and then they don't see her as, as destroying their, their, their culture mm. because she is part of them. And until we, we, we understand the power of changing things from within, That's it. we are not going to be able to win. Yes. And yeah. I guess the approach um, also yes. contributes yes. majorly. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much uh, for taking our call. And uh, may you enjoy a blessed festive season. And uh, thank, thank you, so you for much. always teaching and thank you for a great year.
truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. And uh, we're running a poll on our Twitter handle at SAFM Radio. Is there enough political and cultural will to end child marriages in Africa? Uh, yes or no, or not interested? Um, please do just connect with us and uh, give us uh, tell us what your opinion is. We pay the bills right now, and then uh, we play a golden oldie. Shall I? regarded as a golden oldie um, but yeah for those my generation you know we used to say Whitney Houston Kiwisney Houston <laughs> for the love of you